the the best joke you made tonight, which really pissed me off, was Pre- um, pretty badly burned you, huh? You pretty badly burned me. Well, I was trying to type uh, fist eggplant emojis today for a reason mm-hmm. that's unrelated, and I've gotten to on the Mac using search on the emoji little popover thing to find the emoji I want quickly. For a lot of them, I know the names or I can get close enough to the names that it'll work really well. For some of them, it doesn't. So I pop up the little emoji um, picker popover thing. So control command space and I type, start typing eggplant and nothing comes up. And I think to myself, well, that's weird because I know there's an eggplant. Oh, no. Oh, no. A-U-B-E. Oh, God, no. This is terrible. So apparently, I'm probably going to mispronounce the word aubergine. Aubergine. Aubergine, which I knew, obviously, was the incorrect name for that which is called an eggplant. But never in a million years did I think that would be the official or, well, the the Apple-blessed name for this particular emoji. Uh, maybe it is the uh, Unicode? That's what I was thinking. To Emojipedia. Yep, it is the... Well, it's listed in Emojipedia as aubergine. An eggplant emoji known as aubergine in Japan and countries speaking British English. But then the other problem with the Emojipedia is that um, the guy that runs the Emojipedia, Jeremy, is British. Oh, is he? Oh, I thought he was American. Yeah, I met him. Oh. That's he all. actually doesn't live too far from me. Oh, I didn't know that. I know of whom you speak, but I have not met him. He strikes me as a really good guy. He's a great guy. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, as you had suspected and as um, Slade 41 is saying in the chat, I think it's because Unicode has blessed it as the aubergine. So basically, I hate Unicode now. <laughs> but anyway, oh yeah, so the reason this came up is because uh, you got all excited about it, which is exactly what I would have done if I were in your shoes. And then I said to you something along the lines of, I'm not going to let you in my country anymore, to which you responded in the burn to end all burns. That your, was it, I see your president might do that for me or something? Yeah, I, I think your, your next might do that for you. Yeah, your next president might do that for you or something along those lines. Yeah. Where is this? Your, your next president may take care of that for you. Yeah, it was a sick burn. I'm not going to lie. Very frustrating. I was pretty happy with my Twitter performance today. I felt like I had some quality tweets I'd put out into the world, and then you drop that bomb on me and ruin everything. So I roll. Mm-hmm. All right. So last week we had a very special guest on the show. Um, we had my wife Erin sit in for you while you were uh, gallivanting in the United States and cavorting with the armaments, which I suspect we're going to be talking about. Um, the response from that has been really, really good, and, uh, and I'm really, really glad to hear it and really, really thankful for it. Um, so anyone who has written in by now, it is currently Tuesday night as we record. Um, thank you so much for all the kind words. It really means a lot to me and a lot, a lot to Erin, because I know she was really, really nervous about it. And thank you, Mike, for letting her sit in. I know that was kind of a crazy idea, but I'm glad it worked out okay. More, uh, more feedback than we usually get. Yeah, I'd say so, which was surprising. Good surprising, but surprising. Because it was an excellent episode. Adina listened to it today, and she really liked it, too. Oh, good. Yeah, I haven't heard the uh, top four yet that uh, I know that you guys had guessed it on. That's not out yet, right? It wasn't as of a few hours ago. No, it's not yet. Uh, as we recorded this, I'm pretty sure Marco's working on it because he broke logic with it earlier. <laughs> I saw that. So by the time all the rest of the world hears this, it should be out. But I am very, very anxious to hear that. Uh, top four, I do enjoy, but half the time I enjoy it, it's because... 
Uh, I'm rage listening to it because I want to usually kick Marco's butt, but sometimes kick uh, Tiff's butt. And so I'm very curious. I have, I have strong opinions about Christmas music, so I'm very interested to see what this is all about. Yeah, I don't think you're going to feel a lot better. Probably not. Yeah, you're really not going to like everything that happens. Probably not. But that's okay. That's that's what it's there for. Um, but no, the uh, the feedback has been lovely, and I really, really do appreciate it. And Aaron's been really, really surprised and really, really happy with it. And um, And I wanted to say and state plainly for the record that it is very, very nice and very flattering for you guys to jokingly say, oh, Aaron should replace Mike, but that's not happening. Not only does she not want that, but I don't want that. The show is Mike and myself, and maybe she'll fill in again in the future. That is certainly not the plan right now, but I'll never say never. But this show is uh, Mike and Casey talk about feels, and that's the way it's going to stay. Um, whilst we're talking about the show, I guess this is probably a good time to say this because you kind oh, of yeah. accidentally mm-hmm. did it last week, and, and it was not my intention. The eagle-eared of you may have noticed that the hover code was Fortnite. And the reason that it was Fortnite was because I wanted to make an announcement about the show, but had not planned the the sponsors as well as I would have hoped. Uh, from 2016, um, Analog will become a fortnightly show. It will be released every two weeks. Um, this is for a few different reasons. Uh, one of them is because in 2016, I'm trying to get more of my time back and I'm trying to balance things differently. Um, and Analog has been picked as one of those shows for me personally for a few different reasons. Um, I know that it's one that in this scenario we probably both wouldn't mind having a little bit of extra time back in our week. Um, It is a show that I feel like every time we record the show, we get I get closer to running out of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah. um, and I feel like having two weeks will allow us both to think about more topics. We have two weeks worth of topics to pick from rather than one, you know, like things happening in our lives. Uh, and also this is, this is the show that is the most awkward recording time-wise for me. Yeah, sorry uh, about that. It's whatever, like... Not an issue. You actually, you and Aaron spoke about it, and it was very accurate. Like you said, it was struggling for you because it was making things difficult with the kid, and I said it was fine because it was fine, and it is fine. But then my situation has changed, and it's made a, li- a tad more difficult for me. But not so much that we can't con- haven't continued doing it for so long. It's fine. But now I'm at the scenario where I'm thinking of making decisions, and this became an easy one because it's not the best time. So we record this on at midnight my time. Um, and I would prefer to not have to do that. So we will be recording uh, the show every two weeks. We release every two weeks. Uh, and that will pretty much be the only change. But as we continue to uh, make more shows at Relay FM and um, as there are continue to be more podcasts in general, I'm starting to see the kind of the, the beauty in an every two week release schedule. Um, mm-hmm. It keeps people interested in the shows. It helps uh, expand the show's life. Uh, and also means that people have more variety that they can put in their podcast diet. Indeed. And as a final programming note, I'm sorry this has turned into the uh, Inside Baseball podcast, but we are going to get through this really quickly. Um, you had a big week, and by proxy, I had a big week this week because there is now a membership program for Relay FM. Would you like to talk about that? <laughs> I forgot to even put this in here. Uh, yeah, we're doing memberships now at Relay. Um, it's basically, in a, in a nutshell, it is a system in which you can give your hosts of your favorite shows some money. Um, you don't have to do this. Uh, we're not taking anything away. 
Um, every year there will be an extra episode of Analog in August to coincide with Relay's birthday. There'll be an extra episode of every show, but it's extra. It'll be out of continuity. It'll be a special episode of some description. So you won't be losing out on anything you currently get. Um, you also get uh, a we a you'll also get a monthly newsletter and some discounts on Relay FM merchandise. You can go to relay.fm/membership to find out more about that. There are two different monthly tiers, a $5 and $10, and there's a uh, $100 a year tier. If you really love this show, um, if Analog is your favorite show uh, or one of your favorite shows, we'd really appreciate it if you considered um, becoming a member of Relay FM and, and choosing Analog as the show that you do that with. Uh, you can obviously sign up for any shows that you want, and if you just can't pick, uh, you can pick all the great shows, and money will go to every single host at Relay. Uh, but bear in mind, you know, if you really do love one or two shows the most, uh, if you select those shows, more of that money goes to the hosts um, of those specific shows. So it's completely up to you, whatever you choose. Uh, and I just want to thank everybody that has and will become a member of Relay FM. Now that we've talked about uh, sponsoring us directly, do you want to talk about sponsors in general? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash analog. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash analog. With lynda.com, you'll be able to watch and learn from top, top experts who have a real passion for teaching. All of their fantastic video courses are there to help you solve problems. It's there to help teach you about things you're curious about or just there to help make things happen in your life. Maybe you have a new skill that you've been waiting to learn. Maybe you've been having something you just wanted to pick up a bit more information about on your lunch break. You go to lynda.com and you'll feed your curious mind. You'll be able to stream thousands of video courses on demand and learn at your own schedule and at your own pace. You can even watch them on the go on your Android and iOS device. A small sampling of the courses that you'll find at lynda.com will focus on topics like development. Maybe you want to learn iOS or Android development. Maybe you want to learn how to get into design and you want to learn some fundamentals of design, but also want to learn apps like Illustrator and Photoshop. Maybe you want to learn how to take great photographs. You know, they have great portraiture classes and it's not just software, it's also hardware where applicable and, and photography is a great example of that at lynda.com. They have great transcripts that you can follow along with so you can search for answers, read along or skip to that point in the video and you can also create and save playlists of the courses that you want to watch as well. Your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about a hobby or you're just looking to learn something new, go and visit lynd com slash analog and sign up for your free 10-day trial thank you so much lynda.com for their support of this show and relay fm so you took a trip recently sure did sure did you went to the united states of america you went to new york and you went to new york city yes i was so stressed about this trip i can't even tell you why because as with anyone who really really loves something I wanted you to really, really love New York. And we talked about this uh, perhaps on the show, but certainly outside of the show. Um, when you talk about New York, when you say, I really wanted you to love New York, I need to set the grounds here. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? Because it gets very confusing to people <laughs> like me. I mean the city. Um, right. Okay. I mean, not that I have anything against New York State. Um, I have lived there in the past. 
I have family there. I have plenty and pl- plenty and plenty of great memories there. But typically, if I'm referring to New York, um, I'm generally referring to the city. And I wanted you to love New York City with all of my being. And it's, you know, it's kind of like on Inquisitive when I when I had you listen to the um, Math album that I love. It's a similar thing where it's like, oh, God, I really hope he loves this. But what if he hmm. doesn't love it? And what if he just kind of hates it? Or what if he just thinks it's meh? And oh, my God. Oh, but if he doesn't like it, then I'm going to be sad because I like it so much. And I want him to like it because I like Mike so much. And uh, And that's what it was like with. New York. I wanted you to like New York so badly. And I guess in part because that kind of validates my opinion of, of London, because I grew up not far from New York and I've been going into New York since I can remember. And I love London. And I feel like London is kind of New York East or perhaps, I guess, maybe strictly speaking, New York is London West. Um, and, 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 and so if you said, you know what, you're right, Casey, New York is awesome. I'd be, I'd be like, yes, that means that I, I that that I'm right and that this is not a crazy thing to think. So I've now stolen the show about your vacation. <laughs> so tell me, what did you think of New York? Well, I will go through kind of my full trip in a bit, like kind of day by day ish, where mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. remember the order of proceedings. But we didn't actually spend too much time in New York City, right? So I don't know. Maybe we were in. We were in New York for like five or six days in total, and we spent oh, must have been maybe like two full days in New York City. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't an, uh, a really large amount of time that we spent in the city itself. Sure, because uh, the rest of the time uh, we stayed with Marco and Tiff. Um, we were up in is it upstate? So that's. That's up for grabs. Upstate in New York is generally anything that is located north of where you're presently standing. So in in my personal opinion, as someone who has not lived in New York for a long time and thus really doesn't get to have an opinion, I would view upstate as things a bit north of Marco and Tiff. So I would not... I would not consider Marco and Tiff upstate personally. But I think if you were talking to someone who lived in Manhattan, they would say absolutely. All right, so I'm very confused. And what would you call the area? Like, what is it? So he, they're they're in a suburb of New York City. Suburb. That's what I'm looking for because I wasn't sure if that was the case either. So we I, were I in the so, suburbs, yeah. and it reminded me of like a little village or a little town, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was how it felt to me because it was like you know little stores and and stuff like that, and you could drive from like town to town, just like you you could go two towns over to get the thing that you wanted, and it was like thirty right. minutes. You know, that was kind of how it felt. Um, this is and was flat out, hands down, one of the best vacations I have ever had. That's amazing. That's awesome. Like, it just had a very relaxed kind of feel to it. It was, it felt very, I just felt at home there. Like, the Amits took complete care of us for the entire time. Like, they couldn't have been better hosts, in all honesty. Um, we were fed and watered perfectly with fantastic food, a lot of American food. Uh, Tiff made an incredible <laughs> apple pie uh, at the request of Adina, uh, and they just really took care of us and showed us around. And we had like you know all these activities and stuff that we did, and but the rest of the time was just like chilled, which was I couldn't, I cannot describe 
how much I needed it, right? Just to relax. Because a lot of trips that I take are not relaxing sure. anymore, you know? Like what I consider like vacations, I guess, or conferences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that isn't, you know, that, that isn't no. a vacation. Uh, they, in some ways, are more tiring than just regular daily life. And we didn't, I didn't have any of that. And I have to say, like, it was, it was really nice that when we arrived and when I started posting pictures, um, I got a lot of messages from people that live in New York who wanted to, like, meet up and stuff. Uh, and I, this feels pretty bad, but I kind of ignored them all. <laughs> With maybe one or two exceptions. And it was mainly because I didn't want, I didn't want to meet up with anyone, not because of any people, but one of the reasons that this trip existed is so it would be calm and focused on what it was I was supposed to be doing. I didn't want to see anybody because then I'd have to see everyone, and then it was the complete opposite of what I was looking to achieve on the trip. Yeah. And plus, we weren't really spending any real time in Manhattan. like So that we arrived uh, on the first day, and we we kind of were just there, completely jet-lagged, in bed by 9 p.m., so that was unfit for that. And then the next time we were going out for, for dinner as a four, and it was like, well, none of those scenarios fit. Um, I didn't particularly want to build it into the time because I was looking forward to everything that we were going to be doing. And it just didn't really work out. Um, it was funny how like some some people I could tell uh, didn't listen to the show because they were like, you're in New York? I was like, I haven't been for three weeks. Um, but it it was just not something that I was really looking to do from this trip. No, that makes perfect sense. And it's tough because, you know, I have a bunch of family in the Northeast and anytime we go up there uh, and friends as well. And anytime we go up there, you know, even not Manhattan specifically, but even like the town I grew up in or, or any of the nearby areas, if I make it public that I'm there, a lot of, there's no way to, there's no way not to sound conceited when you say this. So I'm just going to let it rip. A lot of people will say, oh, can we hang out? Can we come see you? Can you visit? Whatever. And more often than not, I'm up there for such a short amount of time that the answer is kind of no. It's not that I don't want to. It's not that I don't want to see my family or that you didn't want to see your friends or heck, given enough time that you didn't want to have like a meetup. It's just that there really wasn't enough time. And you feel like such a jerk when you just ignore these people or you say, no, I'm sorry, I can't. But the reality of the situation is, and, and this was said in the chat, uh, the trip was for you and, and Adina. And to slice your time into all these little pieces, that's kind of what conferences are for, right? And this was not a yeah. conference trip. We just didn't have the time for it, like, fundamentally. And then if we would have had to find the time for it, it would have detracted from other things. And, and it kind of wasn't what it was about, really. Yeah, yeah. One of the other great things is um, I didn't worry about work at all, like, Stephen just handled everything. Like this included um, launching less than or equal onto Relay FM, uh, which is a new sh- a show that is new to us, which you should go and check out. It's a great show about equality and diversity in technology, hosted by Alien Sims. Stephen managed all of that, um, and he did a great job. It's the first show that he's launched because I usually do a lot of the getting a show ready for launch, um, just because that's just how it's been over time. Uh, and he also kind of nailed down and got everything ready for the membership stuff because obviously a lot of that was being worked on last week. Mm-hmm. So he did all of that as opposed to making sure that nothing set on fire for the week, and that was fantastic. 
because now probably bad for him that I know that, you know, I now am very confident that I don't have to worry because this is the first (laughs) time that I've really kind of pulled away for a period of time, like as much as I did. Not for any reason other than just I'm a bit of a control freak, uh, but I did it this time and now I know I don't have to worry. So it's probably not good for Steven. Yeah, probably not. But that is all kidding. I know you're joking, but that is great for Relay because that means that if you need to go away, you know, life isn't going to end. And if he needs to go away, presumably there will, as a matter of fact, I think he's been a little bit absent this week, um, you know, that then things can still go on. And so now it's not that one of you is the weakest link anymore, hopefully anyway. Yeah, I mean, there are both things. There are things that didn't happen uh, last week. Um so, like, you know, there there are certain things that if I fell off the face of the planet or vice versa, there would be struggles. Sure. Like, for example, if the website went down or something broke from a technological perspective that and Stephen wasn't around, that would really suck for me because I don't know what to do. And in the same vein, like, if there is an issue of a sponsor and they're emailing me, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know, and Stephen obviously hasn't got my email account, that, that is also a, a different kind of issue. But, you know, over a, a short period of time like that, uh, it isn't. It isn't a problem, and it, it, you know, it's a testament to the fact of how close we work together. And it was just nice to see it in action because I don't think before I've really pulled away um, in the last eighteen months for that period of time as as I have. Like whenever we go on conferences, um, we're always working the same amount, and we're there together. Um, and I haven't actually taken any other kind of trips like this, um, in all honesty, in the time that we've had the company. Yeah. No, so you you needed a chance to unplug, and it sounds like you succeeded. Most definitely. Um, do you want to know kind of day by day for as much as I can remember the chronology chronology of things? Uh, what, what we yeah, did? I, I would love to have like a freaking slideshow 70s style if such a thing were possible. So uh, yeah, let's go day by day. I want to hear all the things. I posted a lot of Instagram photos, um, and I'm going to put a bunch of Instagram photos from me and Adina in the show notes so people can basically treat it like a slideshow. Perfect. And actually, can I? Can we take a quick tangent, if you, if you wouldn't mind? I would love that. Um, what is it like for you guys when you vacation um, with regard to posting on social media? What I mean is... When I go on vacation, I'm often drawn – I find myself drawn away from the moment I'm living because I want to share it with – with the people that I that I like on the internet, and that means not only people like you and, and Stephen and Marco and Tiff, but also, you know, people that enjoy the sorts of things I do. And so I find myself like reaching for my phone to put up an Instagram shot, or or reaching for my phone to um to to tweet a picture or something like that. And I'm trying to find the right balance for that because I don't think that's healthy to do in the moment. And what made me think of this is. From what I could tell, you and Adina both were doing like batch Instagram posts at the end of the day. Not always, but generally. So with that in mind, you can either directly answer, you know, how do you treat that while you're on vacation? Or if you'd like to, you can sprinkle tidbits in as you go through your days. But I'd be curious to hear what your strategy was. Uh, I don't know if it's a strategy as such, but I think it's just a thing that we've maybe grown into a little bit that when we're on a trip like this, uh, we would do that stuff in the evening when we're in bed. I think that's a cool. I think that's a good call, and I think I yeah. should steal that from you. 
Or just like in specific downtime. So like on the train. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like the, just these scenarios where like, so I'm not taking a photo and then standing still in Times Square to post it on Instagram. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we don't we don't really do that. And and I don't think that it's a, a, a written rule, but I think it's something that I, I kind of noticed um, on this trip is that we would both post things in the evenings, really. Mm-hmm. Or when we get home. So Dina did more of that than me. She she ended up then selecting some of her favorite photos and and uh, um, posting them when we got home. Uh, I kind of just treated this as like a, I wanted to I wanted to be posting things more than I usually would um, because that just seemed like a cool thing to do to kind of let people see what I was doing on my trip mm-hmm. uh, because I wasn't really doing anything else um, that on like on that week. So I decided I would just use Instagram a little bit more than I usually would. No, I didn't think it was egregious by any means. Um, I thought you guys handled it really, really well. So don't don't <laughs> don't misunderstand me into thinking that 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 I was criticizing uh-huh. you guys. No, no, it, 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 I'm just saying that for me personally that I was just mm-hmm. I was using uh, Instagram more than I usually would. Yeah, uh, even even on a trip, and and I actually kind of liked that um, as a thing because now I have these images just saved in a place like that which is kind of cool yeah i've used day one for that in the past in fact when uh, aaron and i went to germany with marco and tiff i think that was when i really got into day one for the first time because i wanted to i wanted to keep mementos and pictures and whatnot of the places we had been and records of the places we had been like geotag this is the restaurant we ate at and i wanted to do that in a in an efficient but not public way um, because I wanted to do it for the entire week we were gone and I just felt a little weird to be explicit about where we were all that time. Um, so anyway, so I did that in day one and I loved doing it that way. And I think that if, you, if you're maybe not an Instagram user or if perhaps you wanted to keep it privately, I think day one is a great option. But I like what you did there, Mike. I, I like that in this case, because you guys didn't mind it being public, doing an Instagram, I think, is a really, really clever way to do it. Because you can get that geotagging, you can get those beautiful images, and you can get them all in a row, easy to browse. So I, I dig it. So anyway, tell me tell me what you did. You arrived in JFK, is that right? Yeah, we arrived at JFK. Um, and you flew during the daytime. It was not a red eye to the United States. No, we flew in the daytime. And we arrived uh, like wheels down at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were... At our hotel, we were at a hotel just off Times Square. Um, I can't remember kind of exactly where it was, but it was yeah. basically in the heart of it. We from our hotel room window, we could see the the ball that drops at, mm-hmm. at New mm-hmm. Year's. Yep. So we we were very much in in the thick of that. Uh, we probably arrived there at maybe four or five p.m. Something like that. How'd you get to uh, uh, the hotel? Did you taxi or did you train? We took a taxi. Okay. Um, because we looked it up and saw that there was like a flat rate of it was something like fifty two dollars or something like that from JFK, mm-hmm. um, and we kind of weighed it up and we're like, yeah, we're gonna do that. Like once we split that in two and then do the conversion on it, like that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. Uh, we kind of just took some time to get ourselves back into some sense of normality, and then we kind of went down into Times Square. Uh, it was raining, which was funny, but we had an umbrella, <laughs> obviously. Uh, so we went and we kind of walked around Times Square a little bit and just marveled in the insanity of that. Because when we arrived, it wasn't properly dark yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so going out into Times Square at night is an insane thing. Adina looked this up uh, and told me this fact, which is hilarious. Uh, there is apparently for buildings in Times Square, there is a minimum light limit, not a maximum limit. Yep, yep. 
And I think that that is so... I think that that is the most American of laws or rules <laughs> I have ever heard, uh, that there must be a minimum light disturbance, right? Uh, not maximum. And Times Square is maybe the most... Times Square is basically the embodiment of America in architecture, I think. How so? Because it's big and bright and incredible and loud. I can understand that. Uh, yeah, I guess I can't really argue with that. So, yeah, that was kind of how being in that scenario felt. Like, it's like, this is very America right here. And there's a picture I put in the show notes of the two of us standing in front of, I think it's the... Uh, U.S. Army Recruitment Center, which is just mm. a big mm -hmm. illuminated American flag. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is which is very funny. So we decided we were going to walk around and we were going to go and grab a slice of pizza um, because it was kind of that time of day. It wasn't really dinner time yet. At that time, we had intended that we would have dinner too, but we didn't make it to dinner uh, because we fell asleep, basically. We just got too tired. <laughs> uh, so we went and we were kind of walking to Times Square and we saw a pizza place. And it was the first place that we saw. And I was like, let's go to the second place we find. Um <laughs> I don't know. It's just like if you can only see one of them, we probably shouldn't go to that one. That was that was my thinking. Right. You know? And mm -hmm. then we found another one and we went into it. And the way this place looked was if this was in the UK, you would eat some of the worst pizza you've ever eaten in your life. That was how it looked. It had that look about it. Like it was um, just like basically you walked in and you walked one pace and you were at the counter. Right. Yep. Um, and then they had an upstairs area where you could seat like maybe – 10 people and it kind of just looked like that was an upstairs seating area by accident <laughs> right like it was just they had this area upstairs and they just turned it into a seating area um and we got both got a slice of pepperoni pizza there and it was fantastic now and, here's the important question did you make the rookie mistake or did you act like a veteran did you or did you not fold the slice of pizza in half i tried to do it I did. I couldn't do it from the beginning, um, mm -hmm. but I before I ended up uh, finishing it, I did fold it, and I only folded it because I've seen people do that on movies and stuff. Oh yeah, so I grew up mostly in the northeastern part of the United States, mostly within a two-hour drive of New York, if not closer. And um, I, it is weird to me when somebody doesn't fold their pizza because that's what I grew up with, and most of the reason I grew up that way is because New York pizza is very, very thin. And uh, tends to be relatively greasy, you know, America. And um, it tends to kind of flop over because the pieces are so darn big. Uh, the slices are so big, that is. So almost every New Yorker I've ever met will fold the pizza in half. So you've got, you know, kind of the, the crust all around or the breading, if you will, all around the outside. And the cheese is kind of like made and, you know, touching itself on the inside. And that's yeah. how I eat every slice of pizza. That's that. Even slices that do not need to be folded, I will fold because it's just what, how I grew up. And, yeah, uh, I, I understand like why people do it, having eaten pizza, because it's you know it's really big, you know mm -hmm. it's it's you wouldn't normally eat slices of pizza of this size, right, 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 because usually you eat a pizza pie, I believe you guys mm -hmm, call it, mm -hmm. um, and you cut it into slices and you eat it, but like these are just like huge slices of oh, pizza, yeah. right? Um, but I mean, I can see why people would do it. It just didn't really make sense to me as a way to actually eat my pizza. Like we were just fine eating it the way that we ate it. Um, we then, after we got our pizza, we wanted to walk down to uh, Rockefeller Center. 
because we were just like two or three episodes away from finishing watching 30 Rock. Mm -hmm. So we were very excited about everything 30 Rock related. Nice. Um, So I put in the show notes a picture of 30 Rock uh, and also a GIF of the live photo that was created, which I thought was awesome. Oh, Um, yeah, that was really good. This trip really made me love live photos again. Had you already fallen out of love? I should have said love them even more. Okay. <laughs> uh, it really kind of just was like, oh, this is why these things are awesome. Like, I have a bunch of really cool live photos. Like, every live photo taken in Times Square is crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's just movement, constant movement. Um, and I was, you know, taking consideration when taking pictures of how they might look as live photos and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, we did a little bit more walking around. We walked past um, Saks. Um, mm-hmm. They had a big light display going on. Oh, speaking uh, of, was the the tree was not up yet in Rockefeller, was it? The tree was up, but it was not yet illuminated. Uh, see, that's a bummer. I thought it was already lit, and I think I had suggested to you like 84 times to go by there, and I didn't realize until after the fact that it wasn't lit yet, so I'm sorry about that. Was they, the- did, they did do it while we were there, but it wasn't... Um, it wasn't... We didn't get the chance to see it. Mm-hmm. Did Was the ice skating rink already up? Yeah, it was. Okay, okay. I think that's all year, actually. Or, well, they're all winter, I should say. But I, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I've been in Rockefeller when it wasn't wintertime. Anyway, okay, so you walk, uh, you walk down, you, you see 30 Rock, and then I interrupted you. Then we went into Rockefeller Plaza and got Blue Bottle Coffee. <laughs> I'd forgotten because uh, Blue Bottle was only in New York and San Francisco. And I was very excited when I remembered that. Excellent. And was it delicious? Oh, yes. Fantastic. I am glad that you got uh, delicious devil juice in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we decided to, well, at Tiff's recommendation, we took a walk down Fifth Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, because obviously there's all the great stores and great buildings there. And we basically walked all the way down to the Apple Store. Excellent. Um, That's actually up, but I'm with you. Whatever. Either way, it depends on what direction you're coming from. That uh, doesn't really. Um, we walked up to the Apple Store, and then I walked down into the Apple Store. Indeed, um, I just went in there because you have to. I think, like you know, the place is built to look like a religious temple for Apple fans, um, <laughs> so you may as well go in and pay your respects. Well put, well put. Did you see the Grand Central Store by chance? Yes. I actually think that one's much better to look at, even oh, though yeah. even though yeah, the, yeah. the Fifth Avenue or whatever it is uh, store is way cooler from the outside. Does that make sense? So like, so the, the store the, inside, the Fifth Avenue store is not nice. No, it's really not. But inside, but inside the Grand Central store is also not that great because it's like difficult to maneuver. But I agree with you that looking at the stores... Because, you know, when you're looking at the Fifth Avenue, when you're not actually looking at a store, you're just looking at a structure, like a mm-hmm. statue, basically, which is yep. a piece of glass. But the the Grand Central st- uh, store looks like a nicer Apple store. It actually looks a lot more like the London stores because of the stone. Yeah, I can understand that. So you went to the Apple store. Um, I presume you went to Central Park after that or no? It was dark. Um, oh, okay. So we, did, we didn't actually visit the park. Um, at all during our trip. So there's a few things. We we, we purposefully left out some pretty big landmarks. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I have not seen the Statue of Liberty. You know, I haven't been to the Statue of Liberty. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Like, we, see we just didn't see it. Right. Um, and a couple of other things. Like, I, I do want to go to World Trade Center 
Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to see the new building, and and I, you know, I, I'm interested in seeing the the monuments and stuff that are there. Um, so there are a few, you know, there are a few little things like that that we still and I haven't spent any time in Central Park. I haven't found out if a, if an actual Central Park exists. Uh, no spoilers. I'll find I actually out on my don't. Own. I understand that you're making a uh, Friends reference. I do not know the answer to that question. Okay. Um. So we did that, and uh, yeah, and um. So we left out some things because we plan to make a bigger trip to New York at another time and see more of it. Um. And I'm sure some of the reasons for that become apparent by the time I end up telling this very, very, very long story about my trip because we're not even finished the first day yet, kids. <laughs> uh, so then we just we basically just walked um, back up Fifth Avenue, I think, uh, or maybe we walked on the next street. I don't think it was Fourth. I don't know what it was. We walked we walked up an adjacent street, uh, maybe the Avenue of the Americas, and you'd be walking down this this point, but that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Up down. Whatever. <laughs> Um, we walked back down uh, to two Times Square, and then we went back to our hotel and passed out. Fair enough. So it was good. Well, first we, day. we we put American TV on because Adina likes watching American TV because uh, it's American TV is so weird. Um, that How so? Just, a lot of the shows that you have are kind of crazy, like a lot of reality stuff, which is madness. Yeah, um, is. and also the advertisements. Well, how so? The advertisements on American TV are weird because they tend to be about medicine a lot. Oh, um, and yes. you have all of the the small print, right, mm-hmm. is read out. And it's typically longer than the actual ad for the benefits. Just little things like that. Like it's, it's like... Um, it's like Uncanny Valley of television. It's like... <laughs> it's kind of the same... But there's just something off about it, and, and that's one of those things. Fair enough. All right, so that, that covers the first day. Uh, mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us about something else that's awesome, and then, I'll, then I have a couple of questions. This week's episode is also brought to you by Uni, a wood-fired oven that is fast, portable, and affordable. Uni takes only 10 minutes to heat up and just two minutes to cook a lovely, tasty pizza you can just about use the time in between the pieces that you're cooking to get the next one ready you have to stay on the uni because it cooks those great pizzas fast uni weighs only 22 pounds so not only will you be able to easily find space for it in just about any garden or outside space because you know it's nice and small uh, you can also take it with you on a camping trip or to a park because it doesn't weigh a lot either and coming in december so this month is a new cover bag for the uni so it's even easier to transport than ever uni is really affordable as well wood-fired ovens usually cost upwards of one thousand dollars but uni is less than three hundred dollars this is a key factor of uni's design christian and Dorino, who created uni wanted it to be available to anyone and i have eaten pizza from an uni oven and it was fantastic and it was cooked by christian and Dorino, the creators of uni we went to their house um, some months back now and, and uh, had some lovely pizza cooked from an uni the thing looks really great it's and I really like it because it's a story of you know uh, a couple really trying to make something kind of awesome that they believe in, um, and this is the, the, like the product of that. 
the best thing about uni flat out you know i mentioned that it's affordable i mentioned that it doesn't weigh a lot it's nice and portable but the best thing about it is it just makes great tasting pizza it's all you need to get into wood fired cooking to find out more go to uni.net that's u-u-n-i.net they have a video on their website which explains a bunch of uh, what you'll be doing with the uni and shows it off in some great detail and if you use the code analog checkout when you purchase your uni 2 wood fired oven if you use that code so the code analog, you will get the Uni cover bag for free, which is pretty awesome. So that's the code analog at checkout to get yourself a free Uni cover bag with the purchase of an Uni 2 wood fired oven. Thank you so much to Uni for their support of Relay FM. Excellent. So there were some other things you did in Manhattan. Was it was it the first day or was it the other day that you went in? This was the next day. So we were we, the next day we were going to uh, the Armands. But we planned to wake up real early, and then we were going to head there in the afternoon. So I got you. Okay. We woke up probably like, I think Adina was awake at like 5 or 6 a.m. That's understandable. Um, and then maybe I woke up at like 7, uh, maybe 7 or 8, and we kind of we got ready. We just got everything. We didn't unpack, but we got you know the things that we had unpacked, packed again. Uh, went and checked out from the hotel, uh, went and grabbed our coffee, and then we planned out a little route that we were going to take that day to to visit a few different things that we wanted to see. All right, hold on. What did you do for breakfast? So for breakfast, uh, we went back to Blue Bottle again. <sighs> did you not have a New York bagel? Wait. The story is not over. All right. Good bagels, save. Good bagels were save. for lunch. Uh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay, I'm sorry. At 11 a.m., right? Like, it wasn't, you know. I'll allow it. Okay, so I I just want to make sure that you covered that. The reason, there is a reason for this. We would have liked to have had bagels earlier, but we were doing some searches on Foursquare, and we found a really highly rated bagel place called, I think it was called Brooklyn Bagels, Brooklyn Mm -hmm. Coffee and Bagels or something it was called. And it was located in such a way, like where it was, it was um, on the south west of the island like towards the southwest of the island okay but basically with the place that it was located uh we would be able to take our trip for the day so our trip for the day was going to feature we were obviously going to go get coffee then we were going to walk down or up whatever direction it is we were going to (laughs) walk to see the empire state building okay i believe that's down and over walk over to the flat iron okay have our bagels and then go to the High Line. That was the trip Excellent. that we were taking that day. So Excellent. with the where the bagel place was, because we found this really highly rated one, it was one of the highly the highest rated bagel places in New York on Foursquare. We decided to to go to that one for a brunch uh, because it factored quite nicely into our walk for that day. Excellent. Okay, that that makes me feel much better. So so you went to Blue Bottle, you had your coffee, and then you yep. started walking. Yeah. So we walked down up. Left, right, <laughs> to the Empire State Building. Um, we saw the Chrysler Building as well on on this trip. You know, this walk along, uh, and Adina prefers the look of the Chrysler Building, and I can see why somebody would. But for me, it was all about the Empire State Building, just because of what it represents. I guess. Mm-hmm. I can um, understand that. You know, I just it's just a, one of those buildings for me. It's like always been in my mind to see it. Um, so we went down, uh, we, we were walking uh, in a very quiet New York. It was v- New York on a Sunday at like 9 a.m. is very different to Saturday evening. <laughs> yes, I think that's fair. 
So we were kind of just walking through the streets and it was nice because it was calm and we could kind of just stop every now and then and take pictures because, again, it's really difficult to stop in New York and take pictures because there's lots of people walking everywhere. Yep, and they do not like it when you stop suddenly. No, I mean, but I don't like it when people stop suddenly, so... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we went and we took a look at that. We, you know, I I asked if uh, Dina wanted to go on the observation deck because it looked like it was open, but we decided not to do that um, mm. on this on this trip. So we did that. Then we went down uh, around whatever direction it is. It's and fine. We it's fine. Went to the Flatiron. <laughs> took a look at the Flatiron building. Mm-hmm. Um, this has just been one of those ones that I've been very familiar with since I was a kid because of Spider Man. Oh, okay, yeah. That's where his newspaper is, right? That's where the Daily Bugle is. It's located in the Flatiron Building. So I wanted to see that. Um, and then from there, we walked down to the bagel place. So do you want to know what I think about New York bagels? Now I'm scared, but yes. They're really great. Oh, excellent. Okay. That is the correct answer. I preferred the bagels that we had from the deli um, that Marco took us to. That, that Yeah. So when I say New York bagels, what I really mean is bagels done the way they do them in the New York area, that doesn't by necessity mean that a Manhattan bagel is the best possible bagel. Sure. I mean, but this place was really highly rated in Manhattan, Mm -hmm. right? So you'd Mm -hmm. expect the competition would maybe be tougher. Sure. Um, But I preferred the bagels that we had um, outside of Manhattan, in all all honesty. Fair enough. But you, you did enjoy the bagel. That's all that really matters. Yeah, they see because that was the thing. It was really good in Manhattan, but it wasn't like miles better to the best bagels I've had in London. Oh, that's surprising, but I I can believe it. I mean, you know, there are some areas in London, um, like Whitechapel, where the bagels there are, there are bagel shops that are owned by Jewish people, mm-hmm. um, and they are amazing. So there there are a few there are a few in 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 East London which are like traditional bagel shops, as we would call them. <laughs> Um, okay, it's in that part of London. They're known as bagels. I don't know why. I would love to be able to tell you. Uh, and they are fantastic, and they remind me of that. Like they're kind of crispy mm-hmm. on the outside, uh, but soft on the inside. And you know, they reminded me of that. But these were better, but they weren't miles better. Um, okay. In the Brooklyn store, to um, to answer Joe Steele's uh, question, I had a. Just give me a moment here. I had a plain bagel with uh, bacon and cheese, like cheddar cheese. Um, when I had uh, bagels with Marco, when I suggested plain, he laughed at me and told me to pick again <laughs> and suggested an everything bagel. And that was the best decision I made. I loved the everything bagel. So plain was not the incorrect decision, but I will concur with Marco that everything is a better decision. Yeah. Um, the the rightest answer, however, was to do the really, really traditional, um, and I think this is more of a Jewish thing, but I, I don't know. It's, my, it's the Jewish side of my family that always ate bagels this way, but to get a bagel of whatever choosing you want, be a plain or everything or what have you, get cream cheese on it with locks. And onion, and if you're a crazy person, capers, but I do not like capers. Uh, Lox is a smoked salmon that, to my understanding... Yeah, I don't like smoked salmon, though. Oh, so good, Mike. But like on the everything bagel, I had cream cheese. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Cream cheese with scallions? Yeah, okay, I can understand that. Spring onions, we call those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I was very confused by scallions. I kept thinking of scallops, <laughs> and I was like, I don't want fish. <laughs> oh god. Um, so yeah, that 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 was a much much better decision. Was going for the everything bagel. Uh, everything bagels, the season everything bagel. I can taste them in my mouth, and it is hurting me that I don't have that taste. It just mm. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, they're very good. All right, well, uh, you, you made good choices so far, so I'm proud of you. All right, so you went to the Flatiron Building, you went to the Bagel Shop, and then after that, the Then Highline? we went to Highline, and so... Now, hold on, but what did you know of this before you went? Everything you've told me. Okay, so the Highline is, you know, this, this old... Um, industrial uh train track that had been decrepit for years and years and years and years and then either one guy or a handful of people decided you know what the heck with this let's try to make this pretty and make this into like a public park and you had said to me if i'm if i'm not mistaken that adina had already said to you when i brought it up that she wanted to go so i had said to you oh you really need to go to the highline you really need to go to the highline and you said well actually it's funny you mentioned that because adina already wanted to go is that right yeah a friend of hers had been there so it was chilly that day. That's uh, tough. When we got on the High Line, basically we could either go left or right where we got on. Because mm-hmm. um, you, know, you just go up from whatever subway station that would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and left looked like it had a lot of shade and right looked more summery. So we walked right. I was underwhelmed massively really? by the High Line. And oh. Adina says that this is my fault for making us go right. <laughs> so I, we've I, kind I, of got onto the high line and we're not, we're walking for a little bit and it's kind of nice. There's like some nice architecture. Like there's like, sorry, there's some nice sculptures um, that there's like art that people have done. There are some nice benches and stuff. And there's a lot of like um, foliage, but there's not really any flowers or anything. It's the wrong season. Right? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just the, the crummy choice of season, unfortunately. Now, I maintain that the reason that the Highline wasn't as impressive as uh, I think Adina would have liked is because of the season. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Did you get down did, or up, actually? But what, so what she didn't like was that the part that we walked along very quickly turned into, like, industrial areas, like, the, the, where they were building, and then we got down to, like, a dock area mm. right at the very end where it ended. And it looked like it was like a docks. Or you something. said you made a right or a left. We made a right where we got on, but we, you know, huh? I, I I haven't been to the High Line in years. I don't remember there being a dock area. Well, I mean, not to say that you're wrong by any stretch. It was of the, the very end. But... It was the very very end. It, it was it looked like a docks or like an industrial area. Like it just wasn't very nice. Did you see um, the uh, amphitheater thing that's over the roadway? Do you know? Yeah, what I'm no, talking? we didn't see that. Oh, well, where did you get on? Huh? Weird. Okay. We were very. I think we were quite close to the end of it. So. I guess I'm going to have to take her to the Highline again at a different time of year, maybe, and we'll experience it more. But she blames me um, for why we didn't <laughs> enjoy the Highline because of the route that I decided that we would take. Well, it uh, depends on when you hopped on the Highline. It sounds to me, and I, I could be wrong about this, but it sounds to me like you got on towards the top and then you went northbound while you were on it is what it sounds like. And I would say, from what I can tell of where you got on the High Line, she might be right, and maybe you should have made a left. But to your credit, that would have been away from your hotel, which may or may not have been a great choice. Um, the High Line is definitely much better in the, in the spring and summer, and maybe even fall, than it is in the winter. So I think to some degree, you just kind of got 
you know, screwed by the, by the time of year that you were there. But I would, I would hope, and I encourage you not to let that dissuade you from a future trip because it is really magnificent. And I think the, the thing that I love about the High Line is that it's this kind of like Garden of Eden in the middle of New York. And although I don't find New York to be as dirty as everyone makes it out to be, um, it is certainly not something you would expect to see in the middle of Manhattan. And for that, I really, really love it. And I just love just walking down it and being in this like kind of peaceful area right over all the hustle and bustle of New York City. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I just don't really think that kind of thing excites me as much anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I maybe you know maybe maybe I didn't make the right decision there. That's all right. So from that point, we 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 jumped in an Uber. We went back up to Times Square. We picked up our bags and headed over to Grand Central. Um, where we picked up the train at Grand Central. We didn't really get to enjoy Grand Central because uh, whenever I walk into any kind of um, large-scale transport location, like an airport or a big train station going somewhere that I've not been before, I kind of turn into a monster human, um, (laughs) and I just want to get to the mode of public transport that has been designated as soon as possible, um, and I don't suffer anything during that period. Of time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so we <clears throat> so we uh, okay so we're at grand central and then we headed up down oh, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter we headed to marco's and up. tiff <laughs> let me try this again we headed up to the almonds right and that was what like a half an hour train ride i would, I would imagine yeah i felt about right Okay. About half an hour feels about right. Did you like the train ride? I mean, to be honest, you they're, they're don't be creepy. They're close enough to New York that you don't get to see too much of the countryside before you're there. But did you enjoy the train ride? Did you look at the windows at all? Because you go right through like Harlem and well, you're you're underground for a long time, and then you pop mm-hmm. out and you're in like Harlem, and then you go up um, kind of parallel with uh, the sawmill in six eighty four. Well, at that point, just the sawmill. Uh, but anyway, did you like the countryside at all, or not? Did not really pay attention. Um, all I know, what I mainly noticed was how quickly it changed. Yep. Um, so it goes from being like residential area to less compact residential area to less compact to mountains. Like it's kind of hard to spell. <laughs> and it was like it was a it was a very big shock. Yeah, I can understand that. So, but I, you know, it was nice to look out the window and see that change. Right, right. So you arrive at the Armand's train station, and I presume that Marco or Tiff or Marco and Tiff and Adam were there to pick you up? Marco picked us up. Okay. But it, it was quite funny. I mean, this, this felt kind of Marco to me in a scenario uh, where um, Adina sent him a message and said that we were on our way, and he was like, great, I'm out running errands. Uh, right now, Tiff will pick you up. It was like, awesome. We arrive and Marco picks us up. <laughs> uh, it just it was just funny to me, um, and that was when I uh, first we first obviously took a ride in the M5, uh, and it was amazing. It is a fine, fine automobile. That that is that is a car. That is a car right there. Um, mm-hmm. That thing has got some power to it. Indeed, it's very comfortable, um, but it's very very powerful. Indeed. It is a handful and it is delightful. And and even though I've only driven it but a couple of times, I will miss it when Marco inevitably gets rid of it. 
So we arrived and we kind of settled in on our first day. Um, and in the evening, we got uh, pizza. Excellent. From, from their local place. And that was fantastic. We got like an assortment of different pieces, uh, which was really great. Um, and we played some board games and and some cocktails and tasty beers and stuff like that. We went to Marco's uh, local grocery store to pick out some food and some uh, drinks and stuff, which was kind of fun. Uh, to, again, to see all that stuff. It's always funny to me. And I think this is the same for a lot of like people coming from other kind of, other countries to America. It's just the, the way that American things are, like it never, um, it will always entertain me when I go to these types of places where you live the regular life of a, of an American person. <laughs> okay. What's weird about our grocery stores? Nothing. It's it's the uncanny valley thing. Okay. Where it's just it's just like very similar to what we have but ever so slightly different. <laughs> like one Fair thing enough. that I really liked was um apparently you can't buy liquor right in in right. new york state right in a supermarket or a grocery store you have to go to a liquor store but they do sell beer so in this like small town chain there was they said that uh, there was maybe like three or four of them in in the area um had this place had more beer than i have ever seen in a location in my life i have never <laughs> seen so much choice of beer and it's because it's all they can sell so they sell all of the beer yeah yeah and i tried that um 90 minute dogfish ipa that marco talks about mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> good <sighs> yeah see i'm just not a beer person but i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah it was fantastic i've already looked up if i can get it here and i can't well you're gonna have to come visit again yeah Fair enough. i will all right, so you chilled at the Armin's, uh, mm-hmm. you and Adina chilled at the Armin's that, that first night and presumably packed it in relatively early? Uh, I think so. I don't, I don't really remember. Um, maybe it had too many beers. <laughs> nice. Uh, the next day we went to Walmart. Excellent. And so you finally accomplished this long-standing goal. How was it? So we... So Marco did some searching and he found a particular Walmart and it was in a place called something kill, maybe fish kill. Yeah. Fish kill. It's one yeah. word. Fish kill. Yeah, I know. But I couldn't remember because I know we've got cat skill because that's where my maple syrup came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was lots of other kills we were seeing on this trip <laughs> to, uh, up toward fish kill. Uh, so we, we went to Walmart and it was one of the super ones. That was the, what they found, right? Like a super yes. Walmart or something so that's, called? that's critical. So there's regular Walmart, which is just a put every kind of store you can imagine on, under one roof except grocery store. And then there's a super Walmart, which is basically put everything, including a grocery store, under one roof. And it's it was insane. They had everything there, right? Like it mm-hmm. was just, it was kind of just stupid. They had like. Two hair salons, a bank, uh, a pharmacy. Um, they had a McDonald's in there, inside the Walmart. I was just Walmart. about to say that. The, the, the one here does not have a McDonald's, but uh, the one in Charlottesville used to, I don't know if it still does, have a McDonald's inside of it. 
that was my favorite thing because it was the first thing I saw when we walked through the law, and I just I just burst out laughing and couldn't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. Just you know, because what I was expecting, it was like I didn't expect that. Right? It was like basically I was concerned going in there. I was like, this is going to be underwhelming because I expect so much. Yep. But seeing that was like, oh, let's reset. <laughs> because like you know as well it's kind of like all the stores right it's like a supermarket a green grocer um an outdoor supply store and a best buy yep pretty much all in one location mm-hmm. like so we we started looking around and we just walked in there we just walked through and then it very quickly became apparent that we needed a, a shopping cart <laughs> were you actually buying things we, I, I don't think any of us had intended to but we were in there for a few minutes, and then it was like uh, Marco and Tiff had seen some things that they actually needed. Then we saw a gingerbread house. Okay. Because me and Adina have never built a gingerbread house. I don't know that I have, to be honest, but go ahead. So it then just got to the point where we were like, okay, we're now going to start buying stuff. So I went and got a shopping a shopping cart, uh, which surprised me because the, the only the wheels, two of the wheels pivoted. Right, right. All four of them pivot. In, in the UK, we have four-wheel drive shopping trolleys, we call them. <laughs> well, we call them shopping trolleys, right? Not shopping right. carts. But ours were four-wheel drive. That's amazing. So that that was like, I tried to turn it around a corner and it smashed into somebody because it was <laughs> not what I was expecting. I was like, turned it and it didn't move, right, in the way that I expected. Because I turn, I turn positioning the front, not the back. Right. So it just wasn't what I expected because like I push it and I put the leverage on it in such a way that it moves the front left and right. But that's not what you do with the American ones. You move the back. You move what's in front of you. Oh, goodness. Um, so we we did that. We kind of – we went around and they had this big like Santa store, I guess, like a big Christmas store and they had mm. trees. But they had these massive inflatables including a Christmas dinosaur inflatable, which I didn't fully understand um, why that existed. Uh, there were huge, like there were bears, like teddy bears that Adina picked one of them up and it was as big as her. Nice. Which I thought was quite funny. Then we found guns, which I was so pleased there were guns in there. I don't um, know if our, if our local Walmart has guns. It probably does. And I just don't remember, but that's not surprising. The first thing that terrified us was Adina found guns that were $20. And I was like, what? And we were looking at them for ages and then worked out that they were uh, air rifles or like, uh, Mm, mm -hmm. you know, not actual guns. But they had assault rifles in there, so everything was fine. Um, Mm. They had that. They had a bunch of outdoor things. They had a a lot of like kids motorized vehicles, including a white BMW, which I suggested I could buy for Declan for you Mm -hmm, if you wanted mm -hmm. that. Um, I sent you a picture of that. You did indeed. I tried FaceTiming you from the Walmart, didn't I? Ah, yes, I believe you did, but I think yeah. I was at work at the time. You were. You were. I should have considered that. I had no concept of what day of the week it eh, was there. That's fine. Even less than I usually do, which is not that much of a concept. Right. Um, and we spent we spent a lot of time in that Walmart. <laughs> now, was Adam with you for all this, or was he, like, shipped off to her parents or something? No, he was with us. Okay. He was with us, um, which kind of made it more fun. Right, because mm-hmm. he was uh, found a lot of things as interesting as we did. <laughs> Fair enough. And yeah, we were running around. We were looking at 4K TVs because Why I hadn't seen one of those before. Um, it, we were basically just taking it all in, and then it got. To, we, I think we got to about maybe two thirds to seventy five percent of the store done, and we decided we couldn't do it anymore. That's understandable. 
but we yeah. saw uh, we spent a lot of time and saw a lot in that Walmart, and then we we went across the road after we left, and we went to a diner. Oh, diners up there are good. Yeah, and I had a patty melt. Yeah, I'm, I've, I don't know if I've ever had one, but I'm, I've certainly heard of them. Yeah, that's that changed everything for me. Cheeseburger <laughs> in bread, like actual toasted bread, that's way different and very nice. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, Marco taught me many things on this trip, I have to say. <laughs> he really did. Fair enough. Wait, uh, wait, but to go back a step, what did Adina think of Walmart? Because wasn't this like her thing when you went to Portland? Yeah, I mean, so she... She obviously so everything I'm saying, or like the craziness, she found it sure. like equally crazy, if okay. not more so, because there's a lot of things that I had been I had seen she just hadn't seen before. Just like just in general a place in America that sells food is is very it's just very different. Again, it's it's the whole uncanny valley thing that I've mentioned multiple times now. It's like it's kinda of the same, but it's just like bigger. Mm-hmm. I think the guns were really like a thing. Right. Yeah. Like they were for me yeah. the first time. The first time I saw them, as it's just kind of, it's just crazy. It, it is. really is just crazy, crazy that you can buy them. Cr- even more crazy that you can buy them in a supermarket. Well, yeah, it's more than a supermarket, but I understand your point. It is a supermarket, though. Like that is what that thing is. Like the majority of that place is selling food, mm-hmm. and it does some other stuff, right? But everything else is kind of like add-ons to the food. I mean, I know you can kind of like what I learned from the Walmart. What the kind of the biggest thing we took away from it is that you can go in there and get everything that you need. Yeah, and that's the whole purpose behind Walmart. You know, that's their selling point, if you will, is that it's a one-stop shop for everything. It's a big selling point. Yeah. So you go to the diner, you get a patty melt, and Marco is is tutoring you in all things America. Yeah, he's you know he's just teaching me about things like the everything bagel. Um, oh, we've had Marco coffee as well by this point. Oh, how was that? It is excellent. Did I tried see- it completely pure, but then decided I would put milk in it for the rest of the time because that's just how I prefer my coffee. Mm-hmm. No, he's very good about letting you ruin his coffee. Yeah, I mean, he will mention it, and he, you know, that he just uh, says that every time, right? Like, he's like, if you need to ruin it, or like, you can ruin it now, which is always funny. Mm. Uh, but at least he he's more than happy to allow you to to take your coffee how you like. Like Adina even put sugar in hers. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's understandable. But it is excellent. All right, so you had your diner. Uh, you had your diner meal. Do you remember what Adina had? No, I do not remember. All right, no worries. So after the diner, you presumably went back to their house. Yeah, and again, same kind of thing. Uh, or maybe this was the evening we recorded top four. Oh, excellent. And so as we record, that has not been released, uh, uh, but I am anxious to hear it for sure. Yeah, I think it will It will probably be up within the next 24 hours as we're recording this, so it will definitely be out. Excellent. Um, was that fun to do? Oh, it was fantastic. We had a ball. I don't know if it's listenable. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was nice to record in the kind of setup that we were in. Um, I, me and Adina were recording from reclining chairs. Oh, um, living the rough life. Yep. It was, it was really great. And I think, oh no, I was, I thought that I'd had some drinks by this point, but no, I was drinking coffee. This was, yeah, it was still daytime, I think maybe. Okay. Or in the, or in the uh, very early evening. Now this was Adina's podcasting debut, was it not? Yes. Uh, how was that? How did it, was this like planned? Was this expected or was it like, oh my God, let's do top four right now. Go. No, we had agreed uh, before we left that we were going to do an episode. 
Okay, so was she freaking out about it, or was she kind of whatever? Did she, she enjoy didn't, it? She didn't seem to be. I mean, she seemed to enjoy it. I think she was more concerned about it bef- maybe bef- slightly beforehand, but we uh, we ended up it – was, it was a great experience for everyone, I think, and I good. think that people are really going to love it because she was hilarious. Good, good, good. Um, so, yeah, people have that to look forward to. I'm very excited. If they haven't heard it already, of course. Sure. Uh, the next day was a um, – Again, I believe this is the next day, but um, Marco and Tifford planned out a day in Manhattan for us, mm-hmm. um, doing a couple of different things. So we uh, took the train down. It was just the four of us. Um, we we took the train. Is it down? Yep. 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 Took the train down, and we then got the subway. Excellent. What did you think of the subway? It's not as good as the tube. I don't care what anyone says. It's different. I, I'm not, I'm not going to pass judgment as to which is better. So the subway to me, I have to take, on, take you on another tangent. So when I was very little, um, my dad's parents were still married. They are now divorced. They divorced when I was like five or six, old enough that I can remember it. And so when my I call them uh, Nan and Pop, when Nan and Pop were still married, they lived in Greenwich Village, which is way in the bottom of Manhattan. And so when we went and visited my grandparents, we would go into Manhattan. That's where they lived. And so we would take the subway everywhere to get around once we were there. And so I've always loved the subway. I've never found it to be inscrutable like so many people do because in many ways it is inscrutable. Um, Whenever Aaron and I go to the city, we pretty much exclusively take the subway places. I think we've gotten in cabs like three or four times in the decade that we've known each other. And we've gone to the city pretty much once or twice a year, every year that we've known each other. I love the subway, but if I'm honest, the subway is always hot, uncomfortably so in the summertime and weirdly so in the wintertime. It's kind of scuzzy and you'll find all walks of life on the subway, which is both delightful and terrifying all at the same time. It is not surprising to me that you probably prefer the tube because the tube is probably none of those things. Like, I've been on the tube, but it's been a long time. I don't remember it being dirty. I don't remember it being near as inscrutable. And I don't remember the people there being quite as crazy or, well, wild as they are in, in America. But you you would say it was an okay experience? Yeah, yeah. It was fine. It was kind of what I expected it to be, really. Fair enough. All right, so you um, took the subway from Grand Central, I presume? Yeah, and then we kind of just walked around a little bit that day. Um, I went to a pencil store that I was very interested mm-hmm. in going to um, called CW Pencil Enterprise. It was something that I'd been very familiar with. Like, it's a, the, the lady, Caroline Weaver, who owns this store, we've been kind of tracking her progress um, as she went from an online store to a physical store location um, on the Pen Addict. So it was really great to, to go there and to meet her as well. Um, so that was, that was really nice. Oh, so you um, actually met her? Yeah, yeah. I luckily um, she was working that day because there's like four people that work there, and she owns the store. And luckily, Caroline was there, and and we we got chatting. She was familiar with who I was from the show. Oh, that um, must be amazing. Yeah, I was. I hoped that she would have known uh, would have known us, and she did. Um, so that was that was really great. That's awesome. Um, so that it was really nice to get to chat to her, and then. Uh, then we went and got a slice of pizza. We walked around a little bit more. We went to the Strand Bookstore um, and a couple of little places before. Uh, oh, we went and got macarons, um, which were just fantastic. They had great flavors. I had a Cheetos one. 
Uh, oh, again, America, right? Like, this is this is what you do. But mm-hmm. they had other more uh, simple flavors, not simple, but uh, more sensible flavors like Earl Grey tea and lemon, and, and they were all really nice. Um, and then we went to a place called Criff Dogs. I've and, heard of this, but I've never yeah. been. I had first heard of Criff Dogs and have wanted to go there since uh, 10 years ago. Holy cow, seriously? On an episode of Dignation. Kevin Rose and Alex Albrecht and Kevin Rose told the story to Alex of a place that he'd been to where you went to a relatively unassuming looking hot dog place that had amazing hot dogs and then if you knew the secret because it was a secret then more than it is now uh, and you after six after six o'clock or whatever time yeah after six o'clock uh, and you went to the telephone on the wall and you picked it up and you said the code word or whatever uh, you could go through the telephone booth and into a bar called Please Don't Tell. Interesting. This is in Criff Dogs. Yeah, there's just uh, on the side of the wall, there is a telephone booth and you pick up the phone and Marco have made a reservation and it, they were telling me that like when when they used to go there years ago, um, you had to like get a telephone number and you could only get the telephone number if it was given to you on a card from somebody who already knew it. Weird. Like you couldn't just get it. It wasn't listed. But it's right, easier right. to get that sort of information now than it was before, as mm-hmm. is like the fact that people know it exists now. But we still had to get a, a, a reservation and you have to call at like three o'clock or something and get the reservation. And part of the reason that people know about it is because of what I just did, right? People talk about <laughs> it and they talk about it on the internet um, more widely and then these things spread. Um, and so it's not as it's not as exclusive as it used to be, but they were turning people away the whole time that we were in there. Because, crazy. because basically more people know about it and they try and show up, but you still need to get a reservation even on like a whatever day. It was, I think it was like a Thursday. Mm-hmm. If you haven't looked at any of the um, the pictures in the show notes, you really need to go and take a look at the hot dogs picture uh, just to see Adina's face. It's pretty delightful. Yes, an absolutely excellent photo. Um, and then uh, I had two uh, old fashions in uh, please don't tell, but they were bacon infused. That sounds like it's an old fashioned I could get into. It was amazing, excellent. Um, and the bar was really, really cool. And, and yeah, that was a real nice way to to finish that evening. I was very happy that we got to go there. Um, it was a place that as I, said, I wanted to go to for such a long time, and it was really, really nice to do. That's re- that's really awesome. So it sounds like. I'm not trying to cut you off here, but I'm, it just occurred to me that so far, pretty much everything that had really high expectations, I'm specifically thinking of perhaps pizza, of Walmart, of Criff Dog, so far everything's holding up to the expectations. Oh, without without shadow of a doubt. And that's one of the other great things about the trip in general is that everything held up so well. And if not, like it kind of uh, exceeded my expectations in a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so like it was, it was really just, it was really just fantastic the whole way through. That's trip. awesome. Yeah, All right. Just, so, so what else did you do that day? Was it bar than home or? Yeah, because it was in, in the evening. And then again, more ball games. We played uh, Agricola. Uh, Agricola. Yeah, I've, I've heard of it. I have not played it. I hadn't played it and really, really enjoyed it. Um, oh, good. So that, that was, that was really fun. Uh, so we enjoyed playing a few games like that one. Uh, yeah, I, that was that was really great. Actually, I enjoyed that game a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, and it was nice because we don't 
really get to play board games with many people at home, um, mm-hmm. and me and Adina both enjoy them. Mm-hmm. So that that was really nice that we got to do that. Basically, I, I enjoyed that quite a lot. Excellent. And then you had one more full day. Is that right? Um, I don't know. This is the thing. I'm not 100% sure of all of the timelines of where we are. But yeah, I think it was one, um, I think it was one more full day. And you went and acquired a Christmas tree, did you not? Yeah. You went Christmas tree shopping, which was one of those things. It was like, this is great because it's, it's American TV culture type stuff. Right, right. Uh, so we went and picked out a Christmas tree, um, and which uh tiff decorated and that was really nice and adina um and adam made the gingerbread man house house and made right. the gingerbread house mm-hmm. which was really great too uh, that was a lot of fun that's awesome all right and then uh after that the next day you went home mm-hmm. in the evening is that right well, yeah we left uh our flight was at like 9 p.m so that was really good because we got to just have another easy day um, mm-hmm. which was nice that we got to do that rather than having to rush around constantly, you know? Yep. So that, then, that was really good. I was happy that we flew out the time that we did. And Marco chauffeured you to the airport? He sure did. In the M5? He sure. Of course. Excellent. Uh, how was the jet lag in both directions? Um, I am still not adjusted. Mm, that stinks. I think Adina's pretty much okay, which is good because she started a new job this week, so... Yeah, I wanted it's more to important ask for her. I mean, but she, you know, my my the way that I kind of live and work and sleep doesn't really uh, work well to adjusting of jet lag. My body is just like, sure, we'll just deal with this one now. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so what did you think of New York versus London? It reminds me a lot of London. Like it, it does. Um, I'm I, there are a lot of things there. Again, it's that uncanny valley thing that I've mentioned a million times already. Um, it's basically very similar in a lot of ways. But one of the biggest differences that I found is like the 24-hour-ness of everything. And it feels that way. Just just being there, you can feel that like everything is bustling always, all the time. And it isn't really that way in London so much. I mean, things really? are open late, but they're not open 24 hours a day. Yeah, see, it's been such a long time since I've been to London. but And, and Aaron and I have never really been night owls anyway. But I don't remember thinking of London as having shut down... It doesn't yeah, really shut down. I mean, like you know, there there are there are places to eat and there are places to to to, to have drinks and like until like three four in the morning, but it eventually closes and resets, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really feel so much like New York does that. Yeah, right? well, especially the Times Square area. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I'm kind of basing that assumption on. But like, yeah, it was really really nice, and like being in the suburbs was like being in suburbs in England and, and stuff like that, and. It was a real great mix, and, and again, you know, the whole trip was made fantastic because of the company that we kept, and uh, they they really took such great care of us, and it made it just a, just a really nice and relaxing trip, and I was very, very grateful that we got to spend it in the way that we did. Oh, that's that's super awesome. I'm not at all surprised that uh, the Armits did you right, um, that that's been our experience as well, but I'm super, 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 super excited and glad that you enjoyed New York, both the city and um, and maybe, but maybe not upstate. And so it sounds like the both of you are anxious to get back. Is that fair to say? I would like to make another trip there um, within the next 12 months, yeah. All right. Are you going to give me more than like four days notice this time? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I am I am sad that we weren't able to make it work because I really, really was kicking around the idea a lot. But what with Thanksgiving and then with our traditional divorce that we spoke about on the last episode, uh, Aaron and I, I just couldn't make it work without without really ruining something. And, and I'm bummed about that, but I'm super glad that you had all that time with Marco and Tiff and, and that you had that time with Adina to just kind of chill and reset and relax, like you said. Great trip. Good deal. All right, well, uh, you, you need to come back soon, so uh, start planning. I will. All right, let's wrap up uh, for today. If you want to catch um, our show notes, which have a bunch of great photos in them, you want to head on over to relay.fm slash analog slash 70. And when you're on that page, you'll see buttons there to become a Relay FM member and support this show. Um, if you want to find Casey online, he is at dot com, And also, if you put an at symbol in front of that, you will find him on Twitter. And I am at imike, I-M-Y-K. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks again to our sponsors this week, the great people at Linda and Uni, and we'll be back next time. Until then, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. I'll see you.